0: Good morning, good afternoon, and or good evening. I'm Christian.
1: And I'm Diamond.
0: Today we're going to learn how to do... not going to learn how to do... I can't teach y'all nothing. Today we're going to talk about knowing ourselves. How well do we know ourselves? What do we do to know ourselves? Um, and so for today, I decided to shave the beard and the hair so you can see the man behind the beard so I can be almost naked for y'all is that true um partially
1: okay <laughs>
0: also because you're balding <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right you gotta throw all my insecurities I'm out there i'm <laughs> balding too i'm balding too
0: <laughs> no but um so yeah so today's that episode that might be really uncomfortable for us to reflect on ourselves to see what the hell is wrong with us um and uh, we hope by watching or listening to Diamond and I do it, you will we will encourage you to do the same for yourselves. Uh, a lot of self-reflecting and introspection needs to be done uh, regularly, I think, for us to make sure that we're, that our emotional intelligence is getting all the support and uh, that it needs to flourish. So diamond do you reflect on yourself a lot on your insecurities on your good things and your bad things no no
1: i'm just perfect and i roll with my punches every day
0: there you have it it's just me that's
1: okay let's cut it out end of episode everyone's perfect (laughs) (laughs) no i think it's important to do that of course i for myself i think it's a daily thing whether i realize i'm doing it or not um I don't want to say it's a struggle. Sometimes it can be a struggle, but oftentimes it's just reality of what I need to fix about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try not to, although often, although it's personal, I try not to take it too personal and look at it as a opportunity to better myself, to be more productive. Do you do that? Self reflect.
0: I do it too much, I think, and uh, mm-hmm. that's where it starts to become a little. Well, because what I do a lot is I ruminate on my insecurities or my flaws. And then I feel like maybe I'm not doing enough to take action and I'm just stuck in my headspace. And recently I started writing things down, actually, instead of just thinking about everything. I'm actually writing things down because it's helping me remove myself. Because you were talking about how um, it is a personal thing, but... Uh, a personal experience but you try not to take it too personally i i think there is something in sort of removing yourself from analyzing yourself because you're analyzing it in a sort of clinical way and so like you're therapizing yourself You're your own therapist and you're not and, and it's a way for you to not judge yourself too harshly um, you're just looking at the facts these are my feelings this is a negative thought how can I change this into a more positive thought? So it helps me not thinking, writing those stuff down helps me not get stuck in this headspace where I'm judging myself too harshly. I even bought this this book. It's called The Anti-Anxiety Notebook. Um, and I just started it. I really, I, I just got it, I should say. I only have one entry, but I really actually like the setup. Um, it so it has these like different sections where you you write down what happened uh what is going on in your mind what are you feeling you rate the intensity um and then it has these sort of it says what thought patterns do you recognize and things like blaming others emotional reasoning labeling self-blaming so you circle whatever you're you think you're However, way you think you're you're thinking, and then how can you think about the situation differently? So it kind of helps me, like I said, analyze my thoughts without judging myself too harshly, and instead I'm just judging the emotions as a separate entity, and not myself. Um, that's something that I knew, or at least I've heard and agreed that would be helpful for a long time, but I never actually took any steps to start journaling my own feelings and now i'm doing it and uh i think it's gonna be cool actually like i like it i even look forward to it now like just when something happens oh let me go write this down um so we asked a couple questions and the first one we already went through about um how often do you think about yourself but um i guess another one that we thought uh people should ask themselves, so what What are their insecurities or what are their problem areas that they need to work on? And uh, I, I'm i looking at my list. Um, I kind of starred four of them or five of them to be like, CJ. let's focus on those. I know. It's, it's quite...
1: <laughs> you got issues. Come I on.
0: Issues, Tell the we, people. But we knew that already. <laughs> um... So I'm just gonna mention the ones that I star. <laughs> so we don't have to go. So uh, some things that I need to work on. Uh, my I'm impatient. I feel like I have a victim mindset. I'm socially anxious. I'm irascible, and I'm insecure about my intelligence, my speech, my skills. So I feel like I have this uh sort of in a uh they call it avoidance personality disorder where if I'm understanding correctly you're avoiding social interactions or social situations because you don't have enough confidence in yourself you feel inadequate and you you think that people are going to real they're going to notice it and they're going to judge you for it and so to minimize that amount of critique I just I'm okay with staying away from people.
1: That's funny because in one of my, uh, psychology classes, I can't remember which one, but we, it had to have been my personalities and theories, uh, class. We very briefly touched on just that, but th- there wasn't like, the notes that I read, there was no name to it yet. Cause we didn't get that far, but it was all those traits that you listed. Um, so that I'll be—that will be interesting when we actually get to that chapter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh shit! I know this person. <laughs> I
1: know exactly who this person is. <laughs> so, can you read through them again?
0: Yeah. Um, victim mindset. Impatient. What, what is?
1: Can you? Okay, this is what I want. Can you? Victim mindset. Can you give me an example of how you do that?
0: So the victim mindset. I kind of feel like. A lot of the times uh, I, I like for example, my grandma, something very simple and, and trivial. She, when she, uh, when I go downstairs and I don't go downstairs at a certain time to eat, and she has expected me to be there at this time to eat lunch or this time to eat dinner, and I'm late, um, she'll say something like, oh, you're not hungry, apparently, or something like, why didn't you come downstairs? You know, I try to joke it off. I'm like, well, I'm downstairs now, or blah blah blah. But in my head, I'm like, why? Why are you ask? Why you had to ask me this? Why you had to grill me? Why you, you know? So that's that's sort of the victim mindset. Actually, there's um, I read something here. Here are five ways to recognize if you have victim my a victim mindset. Most things have a negative tone to them. You ask yourself why a lot. You mull over things a lot. And you don't think very highly of yourself. You're your own worst critic. Your first emotion is always anger and you're often resentful of other people's gains. So I say for the fifth one, I'm not usually resentful of other people's gains. Um, I don't think at all, but but like feeling angered a lot and just, uh, or annoyed or feeling like, feeling attacked almost. Uh, and and thinking to myself, why why this person gotta feel why this person had to say this, or why does this person always have to do this to me or say this to me? Why can't they just back off? That's sort of, I feel like, is the victim mindset that I have. Um, my impatience, I think, goes kind of hand in hand with my my uh easily angered trait. Um, I think and the sad part is that I feel that people closer to me will recognize my impatience more than strangers would. Uh, with strangers, I try to stay calm and and be more patient. And so, um, because I don't want to, I don't want that confrontation. I don't want to cause a scene. But in my head, it's like I can. Or again, I feel a lot of this. I could I could tell a story about my grandmother, <laughs> but sh- every time that I'm eating, she has to tell me why she made what she made and like how it's good for me and what it what it's gonna do for my health, and it'll be something that I've heard a million times because it's not like she makes something different every day. So I I know why oatmeal is good for me in the morning. I know why I should eat eggs in the morning and da da da. And she has to she has to just be all up in my face and tell me tell me these things. And so in my head, I'm just like, I get it, I get it. Please just let me eat in peace. But of course, in on the outside, I'm like, oh okay, cool, cool, cool. But it it it's it's kind of it's emotionally taxing. Um
1: that's interesting because you just said that um the ones closest with you would feel your impatience but your grandmother who you are pretty close with wouldn't because maybe you don't want to hurt her feelings or you yeah. don't want yeah you don't want to hurt her feelings but because she's an old lady <laughs> you know i I hurt my grandma's feelings <laughs> listen i know different different cultures different grandmas but look i cannot i literally cannot listen to my my grandmother does the same thing she repeats I couldn't do it. I'm like, Grandma, you told me this yesterday. Oh, oh dear. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's okay. Just be mindful. (laughs)
0: Don't do that shit again. Don't let it happen
1: again. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, actually, speaking of this, I haven't talked to her in probably a month, which is way bad. I used to talk to this woman every day, but I literally stopped calling her because of that. Not because she repeats herself, but because she's like, no, actually, because she repeats herself and is always sadness or telling you what to do mm. <laughs> anyway this whole another conversation but um yeah you better tell Dolce. <laughs> <laughs> you better tell her
0: i don't know i like okay it's like food is her love language Mm-hmm. You know, that's how she expresses her affection and she's always cooking for people.
1: What if you switched up on her and you were like, so grandma, I did some or so what do you call her? Mama. Mama, I did some research and oatmeal has these, this, this and this property. Did you know that? And maybe if you switch it up on her, she'd be like, OK, so he's listening. So she won't bring it up again. I could try it. You could try it.
0: Yeah, no, but I, I do. I, I. It's because I, I've, I'm with her day to day. So. I feel like she has, she, I could tell a lot of stories based off my, uh, my impatience, my victim mindset, my social, social anxiety. And it makes it sound like she's like this just gloomy presence in my life, which she's not. She's like.
1: The opposite.
0: She's what keeps me going.
1: Yeah. But you know, okay. So using that, and maybe we won't, we won't use this part, but using that as an example, I, I wonder like, so you, you basically base a few of the traits of like your negative traits off of um not the relationship that you have with your grandmother but um some interactions that you have with your grandma that you've noticed about yourself Mm -hmm. but maybe it's just your grandma (laughs) like i'm not trying to say like you know what i mean or maybe it's just maybe it's not you maybe we're not the problem maybe we have to change our surroundings um but maybe it's everyone else that's how that's how i feel right now it's everybody
0: it's everybody else i mean (laughs) I
1: feel like that's that's
0: a negative thought pattern, I think. <laughs> it's denial.
1: <laughs> no, it's keeping it in a buck. It's everybody else. No, I mean, so
0: I... She has a lot to do with it because I see her every day. But I notice these things about myself in other situations too. Sure. Um, what about you? What are some of your problem areas that you've noticed?
1: You know, I didn't really think about this too much. I literally, last night before I went to bed, I was like, I went through these questions. Um, What is something about yourself that you're uncomfortable facing? I have it on the screen here. Um, (laughs) I, the first thing I thought about was. um, The fact that I, I feel as though I talk a big game, but I often don't back it up. (laughs) Which is ooh this hair whoa um DM me if you have a beautician in Brooklyn um <laughs> a good one um <laughs> but uh yeah I think that was the biggest one I I didn't break it down like you didn't which I kind of wish I did so I could explore this a little bit more but it's fine um but what I came up with was uh just that the fact that i've I've, i feel like i talk a lot of shit but i oftentimes don't back it up and i guess it can go into kind of like not feeling as smart as i may portray myself to be or i like to think i am although i am a smart girl (laughs) (laughs) i just think i'm also an idiot (laughs) which (laughs) which i'm almost okay with because there's so much knowledge and i can't consume it all so you know this is true
0: there's way too much knowledge out
1: there <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of you know and it's like kind of side note, but I find myself I need to deactivate my social media because I find myself consumed with my phone and these internets, and I'm like I'm consuming way too much unnecessary information like there's just so much information out there, and I'm like, why do I need to see like why am I on Karen's gone wild <laughs> like, <laughs> like what (laughs) anyway um going back to the actual question um yeah i don't i think those would be my two biggest things i i feel like i talk a lot of shit i I oftentimes reflect on like where i could have been if i actually did things that i wanted to do i said i was going to do let's say five years ago i would have been way more advanced right but then i look at the opposite side of that and i'm like okay well if i was doing that I wouldn't have the intellect that I currently have. I wouldn't have the wisdom or the patience or anything like I wouldn't have the traits that I have built because I didn't do that back then. I wouldn't have that now. So then back then I would have been like. Just all out of sorts, which is probably why I didn't do it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like my back and forth connection. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So an example of this is so uh, folks who don't know I'm in school, I think I might have mentioned that. For, but I'm in school for my undergrad finally. And when I right after high school, when I excuse me, first started college, I didn't take it seriously. I hated it. I partied all the time. Um I lived vicariously through CJ and our other mutual friend. That was like the college life that I didn't get to experience because I just wasn't interested in it at the time. Um, so I avoided it, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward nearly 10 years later, and I'm in school now, and I am, and back then I wasn't getting good grades, I was just fucking around, and um, now that I have re-enrolled, and I'm, you know, older, and more mature, um, my grades are a lot better, I made Dean's List two semesters back-to-back, I'm involved with student government, and it's actually kind of cool, kind of side note also, because um, my school... There, there's a lot of, um, uh, how do I want to say this? I don't want to say older students, but that's what we are, older students. Um, so that makes it a little bit easier to engage. Mm-hmm. Um, but my point is, I would not be doing any of this. I wouldn't be engaged in my community. I wouldn't be engaged in school if it was 10 years ago. Um, and I say that. Because I'm like, damn, I wish I did this 10 years ago, but I wouldn't have done it 10 years ago because I just wouldn't have. Um, and then my second one would be, uh, oh, like I said, that I, I don't feel like I'm smart enough, just like you. Sometimes that I don't feel like I add value to the conversation. Um, I find myself oftentimes feeling, I don't want to say in, in, insignificant because that's not what i mean but sometimes i feel like i devalue myself because i think people are smarter than me and they're fucking not they probably all feel the same way like you feel the same way every probably everybody probably feels the same way we're all idiots but we're all kind of smart because we have the internet you know so um i guess we just need to cut it out and put our best foot forward other than that i'm like that bitch so i don't (laughs) have nothing else to say Cheat that bitch that's a rat got <laughs> the cameras no i'm kidding <laughs> do, you, um,
0: <laughs> do you feel what? like you're making good moves to try to work through that through what or exactly through your insecurities like trying to help you yourself feel better about them or um minimize the impact that they have on your thoughts
1: it's mm. a good question do i feel like i uh actually work towards it sure Um, I don't know how though, I think just by thinking, (laughs) um, and act and and being aware of like being conscious of the maybe mistakes that I've made in the past and avoiding that or like asking for help or asking people's opinions. And, um, yeah, I, I do. Do you?
0: I think I... I started, it's happening very slowly though. For the longest time, I was always just, I was almost proud that I was aware of my problems. And then I realized I'm not really doing anything to fix them, <laughs> to correct them. So, sh- I, so then I started becoming, um, I started degrading myself again because I was thinking, well, now you're just being lazy because yeah, you did all this thinking because you have nothing else to do. And then you know all your problems and now you're not doing anything to fix it. Um, But like I said, very recently, I'm starting to find new ways to work through my thoughts, uh, through writing them down. One thing that I'm having trouble with trying to change changing my attitude with is relationships.
1: How are you difficult to love? How am I
0: difficult to love?
1: What were you gonna say?
0: No, 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 let's do that. Um, <laughs> since we were talking about relationships. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I... What don't, did you write down? Actually, I didn't answer that question. Because, but I, I know I'm difficult to love because I don't like to communicate. And I like to communicate and I like to be alone a lot, which is why I, I feel... Nearly 100% confidently, but not 100% confident that I don't want to be in a relationship. Um, but then I always have these moments where I notice I'm still on the dating app and I'm still, I start a conversation with somebody uh, and then I'm wasting our time. Um, I'm sort of uh, trying to step away from that now and I, and, I, and I'm, I'm this close to deleting the dating app, this close. I haven't done it yet because I think a part a part of me is also like, but well, what if you you start talking to the one, not the one, I don't believe that there's a one for everybody, but just like someone that that is going to impress you and sweep you off your feet. Um, and I think like I'll have a honeymoon phase where I actually am communicative and enjoy being around this other person. But I feel like once that honeymoon phase is over, I'm still going to love that person, but I'm, I'm, but I want my alone time again and then I'm just going to go back into my old ways Uh, and that wouldn't be fair unless the other person was the same way then it would be easy Uh, so but yeah I think I'm difficult to love because I I have poor communication skills and um, and I like to be alone I don't like to be bothered I'm selfish what about you
1: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I wanted to ask my mom this question earlier today, but I was like, let me just put my big girl panties on and think for myself. <laughs> um, I had trouble thinking about or answering this question Um because I really don't know. I think it's different from like, I think I may be difficult to love one way when it comes to my friends and family. And then another way when it comes to like romantic partners, you know, um, with my friends and family, I think I'm difficult to love because I don't, I really don't. I really accommodate everybody and, and I I don't, let me not say that. That's, that's not what I want to say. What I want to say is that the people who surround me, um, love me for different reasons. And I love them of course, for different reasons that we add different values to, you know, each other's lives. So I, I think sometimes I can be difficult, but I don't think I'm ever difficult to love. Um, but then when I'm talking romantically, I don't know, I really struggle with that because I really want to ask these people, like, what happened? (laughs) Like, what happened? I think maybe if I just had to think off top, um, I think sometimes I can be, sometimes I can be cruel (laughs) intentionally (laughs) and belittling, um, and that's something that we've talked about recently, very recently. Um, and I know that I can do that because after we had that conversation, I, I like look back to some of, cause I'm on a couple, a couple dating sites too. Some are not dating. Some are just, you know, specific things, but moving, moving on, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I will look back on these conversations. I'm like, why did I, even, like, how did I even think about saying that? <laughs> Who t- who the audacity, you know? He just just to be a bitch. Just to be a bitch like shut you up, shut you completely down to make you like sit and sit with yourself and be like I should have never like let me just get off this app. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I that's how born. I want you to feel. <laughs> and it's sad it's mean it's but I think sometimes I could be cruel. Um and like I said cruel belittling which and and all I I also would say um i have i can as cliche as this may sound i um sometimes have a wall up you know as some folks may say um (laughs) i have a wall i it's difficult for me to give people access to me to you know me which makes it difficult to love me the wall and being a bitch i think those are the two big things the two main contributors i'm sure there are like a dozen other things which i'm fine with um yeah i think um those are my two things and um moving on moving on staying strong
0: so this is list (laughs) um I think that was really sort of helpful for me to kind of put a name behind some of my, uh, what they call it cognitive distortions. So negative thought patterns. Um, and again, for me, the writing things down or thinking about things sort of clinically is, is kind of helping me remove myself from my emotions so I can tackle them, tackle them better. Uh, because before everything i was doing just thinking about them um i was kind of living in in the emotions uh it's good to acknowledge them and allow you to allow yourself to have them but i was staying too much in in them that any attempt to to change them was futile so I like this idea of kind of giving things name and saying, okay, this is what I'm doing here. and This is what I'm doing here. So this is some, there's this doctor on YouTube that I actually started following, and I think she's great. Her name is Dr. Tracy Marks. Um, so I'm gonna put a, a link to her channel below.
1: Is she paying us?
0: <laughs> she's, she's helping the world, Diamond, okay? <laughs> okay Okay. check her out (laughs) y'all and um she has she listed these particular cognitive distortions that uh so i'm gonna list tell them but i'm also gonna tell you which ones i think i have and maybe you could sort of think about which ones you think you have um and i'd like our listeners and our viewers to think about that too just sort of listen to the list. Maybe you jot them down, and then later on, just kind of think about what you, uh, what kind of automatic thoughts do you have? Do you re- do you notice are happening a lot? So the first one is filtering, which is when you focus on the negative to the exclusion of the positive. And then there's black and white thinking. Here is where you think these are. all things are all good or all bad and you can't see the middle gray area this is very inflexible thinking overgeneralization with this thinking you exaggerate or take things to the extreme mind reading with mind reading you make assumptions about what's going to happen or you make assumptions about what assumptions about what some somebody thinks emotional reasoning this is when you believe your emotions are based in the truth, but emotions are not facts. They are your, response to, your responses to facts. Should statements. With this, you over-focus on how things should be. You use words like should, ought to, and must. This creates unrealistic expectations and ultimately leads to disappointment, resentment, and failure. Catastrophizing. This is what involves expecting the worst case scenario for any given situation. This is a common distortion used with people who have healthy health, anxiety, or panic attacks and personalization. With this, you think everything is about you. So I feel like I do a lot of filtering, focusing on negative thoughts. Um, I do a lot of mind reading. I'm always assuming what other people are going to think or say. Uh, Should statements. And I see that I, I, I notice that a lot when I'm thinking about relationships, you know, I'm saying, oh, I don't want to be with this person because they should be acting like this and they're not. Um, and catastrophizing. Always thinking the worst is going to happen. Which is why I don't like confrontation. <laughs> always thinking it's always going to become some ugly battle or something.
1: So for me, can you just quickly read through them again? without the description. Actually, let's go let's cuz I'm not going to remember them. Filtering was remind me of that one.
0: Focusing on the negative.
1: Um for me, I think I think sometimes I do that. I try not to though. I I actively try not to. Mm-hmm. Um I try to see the pot. You know, I'm human and we do this sometimes where we just focus on the negative. That's fair for anyone. But um, I do try not to do that um, The black and white, no I I live in that gray space um, What was after black and white?
0: Overgeneralization
1: Tell me what that means again
0: That's exaggerating or taking things to the extreme
1: Oh, I do that in my brain All the time <laughs> um, Yeah, I do that quite often um, Okay, what was next? Mind reading Yes,
0: often Emotional reasoning.
1: Remind me of that one?
0: When you believe your emotions are based in truth, but emotions oh. are not fact.
1: Bitch, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like that's something that you often tell me too, without saying maybe those exact words. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the next one?
0: Should statements.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: catastrophizing. <laughs>
1: hmm Damn. The block is hot. <laughs> <laughs> There's drama happening. Like, damn, I gotta check my citizens app. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I catastrophize too much. At least I don't think so. Um I you know. I try to stay positive and get stay mellow. I do have my moments when I get really, really upset really, really quick, but I don't know if that's the same here. Um, yeah, nah. How many were there, seven?
0: Eight, the last one is personalization, thinking everything's about you.
1: Um. <laughs> do you think I think everything's about me? yes for sure Uh, because it is (laughs) (laughs) you see no no truly it is it like it really is but moving forward
0: (laughs) there are probably some things that we have like to a degree right um uh or or it depends on the situation Uh, But for me, I feel like those four, filtering, mind reading, should statements, and catastrophizing is something that is, and maybe I'm overgeneralizing, but it's something that I do probably often all the time. Like, that's an automatic thought. Um, I sort of have a negative mindset, going back to that victim mindset. Um, But how do we stop these negative thoughts, Diamond? We go into a coma. No. um, We, a part of deconstructing our negative thoughts and helping ourselves change them and change our habits and the way we think is we have to believe that we can change. If we don't believe that people can change, then all these exercises will sort of be for nothing. Um, And I think we've had this conversation before a couple of times, but do you think that people can change
1: Mm, i'm trying to remember what i said (laughs) but (laughs) i don't think think it matters (laughs) yeah yeah i don't think it matters because uh whatever it's what i thought before do i think people can change um yes and no i think i i think people can do better I don't think you can change the essence of who you are, but I think you can make better decisions. Um, I think you can put yourself in uh, in better places and in and, and, uh, more positive spaces that allows you to excel to the degree that you want to do so. Um, and I think that within itself would be the change that you probably want to see do you think people can change
0: the more that I read up on like things like cognitive behavioral therapy or just the neuroplasticity of our brains that yeah people can change they can change their habits they can change their thought patterns you can sort of I guess condition yourself or maybe trick your mind or your attitude into thinking um differently and it's sort of If you're acting differently, if you're, if you're making a conscious effort to act differently than maybe what your emotions are, um, eventually you will start your mind, your attitude will start to change to correspond with your actions. Um, or the other way around. You start thinking more positively and so your actions will change to correspond with the way you're thinking. So that way you feel more cohesive as a person, as a unit, as a soul. Um, So yeah, I think people can change. I think people can change. And so I hope that in in two years time, I will be the perfect human specimen. For yourself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, oh i was watching this video um the word purpose just came up on my screen and i think it was a ted talk i was watching it actually i was watching it last night right before i fell asleep so i can't remember exactly what it was going on but i think what the um speaker was getting on was um part of like knowing yourself is also not allowing people to like you're working on yourself of course but there are a lot a lot of external factors that i think maybe right now we're not touching on because we're focusing on us but a lot of um We deal with a lot of judgment and external factors, right? Whether negative or positive. And I just want to say, fuck everybody else. And that's something we can bleep the F word, but keep it just like that, please. Do you, boo? Um, I oftentimes, not so much now, but uh, when I was younger, um, I would listen to a lot of what other people had to say about me and and their not projection their thoughts and their feelings on me would determine i would use as like um like a grading scale of who i was or figure that shit out for yourself and i think i say this or i said this in a previous episode but like Don't be afraid to cut people off. (laughs) Don't do it prematurely, but also don't not do it because you're afraid because it's in direct conflict with knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah um like a lot of
0: static noise listening to other people
1: yeah you can't do that you can't base who you are off of other people's judgments of you and i did that for a long time i got my self-worth from a lot of external factors which literally makes no sense (laughs) literally makes no sense so um i just want to say as always um do what take people's uh, words into consideration, mm-hmm. but also be mindful of those people. Make sure they're worth it.
0: That's true. There could be people that you know just talk shit. Yep. <laughs> there could be people yep. who themselves are negative thinkers. So all they see is the the negative stuff. Um, yep. And then you, when you hold those opinions highly, yeah, you devalue yourself. I think what you said is take their words into consideration. I think it's still important to sort of... um I agree, I think it's important to listen to what people do say about you, mm-hmm. but to sort of assess what they're saying in a scientific way, almost. Um, listen, hear them out, and then go back and and write it out. Think about, okay, this is what this person said about me, that I do this, this, and this. And then figure out if that's true. Try to think about other scenarios in which you may have done that. Um, and maybe they're just speaking out of their ass, or maybe uh, they're saying something honest about you that you needed to hear. Because, you know, some, we sometimes we don't see everything about ourselves. We have blind spot even for ourselves. So take into consideration, but um, you have to, in the end, evaluate, evaluate your self-worth. Don't let other people do that for you.
1: No one else can give you self-worth but you. I actually wrote something down. I can't remember. Hold on. Oh, boy, let me tell you something. This morning. Oh, this is what I said. Nobody knows more about you than you. And it's your responsibility to give yourself 100% access to you. I should have said yourself, but that's actually something I came up with by myself. <laughs> give,
0: I love it. Give yourself one hundred percent access. Yes, give you. yourself
1: one hundred percent access to yourself, and uh, you define who you are. Nobody else. That's the second thing I done. Um. I stole the idea from someone, but I I changed the words around. so, You know, <laughs> don't come for me. But, um, <laughs> TM <laughs> trademark. But yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I um I quickly want to share. There was a a family member that I was very 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 close with, and um, although she was very truthful in a lot of her observations about me, oftentimes they were negative. And within that truth, like I had to dig deep for the truth cause it was, she would just put like a lot of um, unnecessary uh, negativeness in lack of a better word or phrase around it. And it made me feel oftentimes really bad about myself. I think that was her point. And also I don't think that she knew how to um, be honest without being negative.
0: Mm -hmm. or without being hurtful
1: right or being hurtful Mm -hmm. um share her I don't think she knew how to share her opinion without it being hurtful um and negative so um this person and this was for years and off and I didn't even realize that I was um consuming so, so much of her hate honestly until more recently um and then I cut them off. <laughs> so sometimes you just got to do that. And I, I, and going back, um, there was a lot of truth to what this person said most of the time. But it was always clustered with unnecessary, hurtful, not even truths about me, you know?
0: Were you receiving those? Tr- were you doing something about those truths that she was pointing out? at an early stage, or were you not really receptive to them because of the way that she was telling them to you, the hurtful way?
1: I think it was a little bit of both. And also, like I mentioned before, I think it was, I was believing what she was saying. So instead of working on it, I was just living it because I was like, this is it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I don't know when I started to... um, I started to realize that not everything she's saying is true and then the things that she was saying that were that were true were something like for example when i said that i um can be uh what did i say uh, not cold i said um what did i say cruel. i could be cruel she said that towards men right she was like you can the reason why you're single is x y and z and then and then you're mean and then you gotta lose weight and i'm just like okay cruel i'm cruel i know this now (laughs) you know um so i mean and that's still something i'm working on all these years later but um sure i i once i to answer your question once i learned the difference um between her being mean and then her and then and then sifting through her shenanigans to get the truth truth about myself that's when i was like okay not only she's saying this but i'm hearing this from other people so it's probably something that i should work on um yeah so there's that um okay so i guess the last question we can ask is the one that we had on uh we posted which is what is your most positive Mm -hmm. trait um, okay, so CJP. Would
0: you mind if we answered each other's most positive traits? Because it would be easy for me to think about yours
1: and, um, <laughs> and harder
0: okay. for me to think about mine.
1: Make me look good. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think your most positive trait is that you are very quick to help people in need it's like it's just an instinct it's automatic you just have this propensity to just throw yourself into the into the thick of things to help people when they really need it and it's something i really admire about you
1: but don't ask me for nothing (laughs) let it happen organically
0: (laughs) But in the previous episode, she was like, but if, you, if you're if you in a toxic relationship and you need help, contact us.
1: <laughs> Me, because hmm. CJ does not care.
0: <laughs> Listen, I got my own cares. problems.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. Thank you. So for you, a positive... Um, what is your most positive trait? Um...
0: Why don't you answer this question about yourself? I'm interested to see what you think about yourself.
1: You already know what I think about myself, that I'm that bitch. No. Um, okay. So uh, what is my most positive trait? This is another one that I didn't really give too much thought about. Um, I, I was going to say that I was honest, though. That was my... Um, or, or genuine... I think, um, I don't think I'm one of those love me or hate me type of people. I think you can either love me or hate me, but I also think that fo- some folks would be like, she's all right. You know, she's cool. And, um, okay. So it was two things, <laughs> it was two things. So I'm trying to connect them. So, um, it was that, it was that I, um, am okay. You know, I'm just like a cool being, um, And then the second thing was that I'm honest with myself and with others. Um, I think for the most part, if you ask me something, I will do my best to answer you honestly. Um, Not do my best. I will answer you honestly. Um, And I I try to be honest with myself. So honesty. I'm honest.
0: Honest. She's an honest person. Yeah.
1: Honest. Not Abe. Honest Diamond. Honestly. Um, so now I'm going to tell so, you what I think your best trait is. And then you'll tell me what you think your best trait is. Because uh, you... we're not avoiding this. With your bald head ass. <coughs> we're not avoiding this.
0: I was trying to pretend that I froze.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so CJ's most positive trait is that, does it have to be one?
0: Are you stalling?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna say that um, that you're an, an excellent listener, and you give you don't give until sometimes you give unsolicited advice, but you're a great listener, and your advice is not is oftentimes not what I want to hear, but what I probably need to hear. Um, and that's a positive trait, and I think you do that with. You know everybody else so what do you what's a positive uh that you think about yourself
0: a positive trait about me is that uh are you stalling you're being cruel
1: right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> a positive trait about me is that i don't hold grudges mm. don't hold grudges. I don't like to focus a lot of my energy and uh, staying mad at people. Like there'll be certain things about people that get me angry again. So I know I was saying that I easily, I get easily angered, which is true, but I'm quick to sort of put that anger aside and then, and then I might deep dive into it and, and thinking, try to think of it from that other person's perspective. And so when I do that, it helps me not to be angry at them anymore, but also just holding on to anger for a long time. It's very, it's, it's very, um, exhausting. So I just, I don't like to do it. Um, and if someone wrongs me, I, I'm, I'm probably give me a, uh, I don't, need to take a lot of time before I'm okay with talking to that person again and just being around them and and sort of if 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 we're trying to have a relationship, I'm okay with trying to have a relationship. I'm not gonna hold on to some grudge. Yeah, I think that's my I get angered easily, but I don't hold on to it for long. So so to wrap things up, um really quickly i just want to go back to like ways that we could fight our negative thoughts um so it's important to uh when you're when you realize and when you're catching yourself thinking negatively or finding yourself doing habits that are not uh felicitous to your life to your day-to-day to your relationships with other people you know pause take a moment deconstruct exactly what it is you're feeling sort of take a more clinical view so that way you're not so attached to the emotion you know acknowledge it you're having it and it's okay to have these emotions it doesn't mean you have to act on on them and um i would really recommend starting a journal uh, thinking about meditation and relaxation exercises. Relaxing helps your body sort of not be tense and that helps you think more clearly, whereas meditating is more long-term and it's it's exercises that help develop uh, healthier thought patterns and habits. Um, and yeah, uh And you know what? I actually wrote this down in my notes, something that you said earlier, so I'm glad that you brought it up. But just to reiterate, don't rely on others to boost your self-esteem. Boost yourself, rely on yourself to boost your own self-esteem. And that will attract positive people around you. Because when you're depending on other people to help you feel better about yourself, you're going to start you're leeching on them and that's gonna be exhausting for them and they're gonna start to pull away from you. So rely on yourself. Tell yourself very affirming, give yourself affirming thoughts. And um I noticed I was looking at the wrong camera the whole time. <laughs> but y'all know I'm talking about you. We're talking to you. So uh Diamond, any final thoughts?
1: don't listen to the haters as cliche as that may sound (laughs) (laughs) listen to them with a grain of jasmine rice
0: (laughs) and don't be your own Uh, hater
1: (laughs) yeah and don't be your own hater that's a good one um and uh just be self-aware self-reflect um figure out what that means to you because it may look different to other you know it's different different to different people um and uh You're great. You're doing awesome, honey. Stay healthy and um, stay out these streets because this is still coronavirus season and get tested. That shit is uncomfortable, but you need to do it. That's it. I'm out. Done. Peace. One, two, three, four. Like (laughs) bye. (laughs) One, two. Smash the camera. (laughs) I'm kidding.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Borderline Uncomfortable. If you'd like to join the conversation, befriend us on social media with the links in the description. If you'd prefer to see our faces during these discussions, check out our episodes on the Borderline Uncomfortable YouTube channel. But let's be honest, you really just want to see Diamond's beautiful face. Okay friends, Till next time, stay safe, stay mindful, and do better.